Welcome to Crudely Drawn Swords. Blessed are the meek, for theirs is the kingdom. I'm your host, Ben Moxon, and I will be playing Debediah Moonhawk, the Druid <laughs> of War. Debediah Moonhawk. I need to get a name that begins with D, uh, Debediah. <laughs> really want to be called Jebediah, Benjamin. though? Yeah, I was like, Jebediah is such a good name. He's like, make it begin with D. I'm like, Debediah? I really want to be playing a dummy. <laughs> Yeah. I don't remember that conversation, but I'm sure I'll be surprised by it. You in the definitely edit. said it had to begin with a D, hence <laughs> Debediah. I'm sure I would have had a reason for that. Yeah. With me are my colleagues formerly aboard the Iron Hawk, this mighty craft, which we almost immediately smashed <laughs> into the ground. We literally, the Dreadnought Asperitas, we destroyed almost instantly. It's a legit strategy. It was the only available strategy. Dylan, yeah. <laughs> a bit of a yeah. Hail Mary. <laughs> now our bold crew are on the surviving area of the deck, which is apparently largely in an infinity pool. Yeah. But we're starting to get really wrinkly. And that is suspended from balloons, but the engines are gone. The fuel is gone, so we are much more at the mercy of the winds. But also, like, the point of um, an infinity pool is like that you fill the water right up to the brim and it just kind of sort of trickles to the end so that you can't sort of see where it stops. So this infinity pool must be sloshing <laughs> the sides. <laughs> we're filling it up again because we've been up a while and we're just weeing in it to fill it up. Yeah, I think it's fair <laughs> to say we've drilled a few holes in the floor. Yeah, it's more of an infinite, infinity pit. Yeah. It would also be full of a lot of injured people. So there is a lot of unpleasantness floating around in the water, which is why we got it out pretty quick, smart. And Lilo's. And so there are, of course, other valued crew members aboard the surviving Infinity Zeppelin. And they include... Hercules Garrick! Uh, who is Hercules Garrick? Uh, Hercules Garrick is a, a balloon baboon, a tailor of balloons and of suits and balloon suits. <laughs> <laughs> and definitely nothing else. Amos Spades, the reconnaissance officer. And also Jean-Paul, the masseuse. We remember <laughs> He's him. there. Not giving we him. remember him well. All right, Lilliput Swan, chief engineer, currently trying to work out what the hell is going on here. <laughs> And uh, finally, the man in whose memories all of this exists, <laughs> whose memories which have definitely not been corrupted or damaged by any part Mushrooms. of the somewhat experimental process involved in creating this vision. Adam Eagle Ank, the Juris of Faith. This all seems very familiar to me, yet at the same time, a bit like a dream. <laughs> a bit like a beautiful dream. <laughs> a bit like where you have a dream and it's not quite the way you saw it. You're like, I feel like this was different. <laughs> when you look at... And you were there. And you were there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what you get when a fever dream and a cheese dream intersect. Fever cheese. <laughs> <laughs> And because we are playing Kingdom by Ben Robbins. Ben Robbins! We... <laughs> oh, I see you again. Oh, God. come on. Hey. Um, he, he may show up to talk us through some scenes later. <laughs> <laughs> what if we go to a con one day and you just turn up to it? That's a coup. 
that does mean we also have some secondary characters. So I'm playing Sergeant Borum, a member of the 17th Infantry Brigade. Unfortunately, the rest of her unit didn't show up. So she's really the sole representative of the 17th, although those who survived the confrontation from the 9th are aboard the vessel. Ali, who's your secondary? Dr. Mangles, who has an unspecified European accent. (laughs) (laughs) From someone who is from somewhere on a continent. He's from Esperanto. That is generally seen as being evil. Um, Wait, what? That's never come through. That's a... Dr. Mangles. That's a bit of a bombshell. I haven't done anything evil yet, but, you know, I mean, if you're just chilling, you know, you're not constantly being evil. You can't... You've got to keep back the evil for special occasions. Yeah, you're in an infinity pool. You can't can't be evil in an infinity pool. I mean, actually, if you go around and you get five infinity pools and you stick them together in one big gauntlet, <laughs> I think you'll find they can be pretty evil. You line them Give up. Give me the yeah. infinity pools. How? <laughs> it's huge. It's a pool. Get a flatbed, I suppose. <laughs> I go tired of your arguing. I can't do anything. You line them up in the infinity pool queue. <laughs> we, we've been introduced to Jean-Paul already. So, Pete, tell us about Cal Reed. Cal Reed is a uh, Sky Whale singer. Uh, so she uh, has had her vocal cords uh, mechanically altered to allow her to sing to Sky Whales, basically to warn them. Uh, about like to stay out of the way of the zeppelins as they fly around it is a damn cool character concept who we've seen maybe once and then i yeah. asked her to do something she's like eh, i don't think i can do that i'm like oh <laughs> god woman <laughs> such a cool character though meanwhile now that much of this craft has gone what will replace the locker monitoring role, we wonder, for Slippery Jim? <laughs> Slippery Jim. <laughs> Listen, I play Slippery Jim. He's just kind of a, a good, down-to-earth family man. Salty. He's just a solid... <laughs> He's checking the filters. Yeah, a solid, reliable chap who's just kind of going around, just helping people now. You know, you got a favour? I heard someone, you know, it's not my place, but I heard that guy say something bad about you. Just saying, you didn't come from me. Just carry on your day. Forget about it. He probably won't do anything about it. I'm not one to make trouble. <laughs> I'm not going to stir it up, but they've been talking crap about you. <laughs> That's me. Honest Jim. An honest Jim's work. It's, he's been trying to get that new, instead of an honest day's work, he's been trying to push for an honest Jim's work. It's not really gaining much traction, though. Stop trying to make an honest Jim's work happen. <laughs> it does not a thing stop saying it everything's coming up slippery jim <laughs> i kind of imagine slippery jim's played by peter Laurie, but <laughs> <laughs> well i don't recall where we got to because we've Life all changed card. order since last time but gwyn and i have both proposed a crossroads which means that it's one of you three has to has the next crossroads yeah we don't know what that means i I don't know a lot about it, but fortunately, we can talk to Ben Robbins, creator of the Kingdom. Ben Robbins in the flesh. 
Thank you. Thank you. Humble podcast. Thanks so much for coming. Peace crossroads is an important decision the kingdom must make. It must be something a kingdom does or decides, not something that is done to it. Because each crossroads is a major chapter of our game, it's important to pick something we all care about. When it's your turn to make a crossroad, pose a simple yes or no question the kingdom must make. Ask the other players if this topic interests them. And once the other players agree, describe the situation confronting the kingdom. Situation? He's got quite a distinctive voice, doesn't he, Ben Robin? Uh, I have ben. no idea what it was. I was laughing too much. Yeah, thanks for that, Ben. But, uh, oh, I was going to say thanks for that, Ben. But then if Ben could explain, I've just <laughs> seen a similar name. <laughs> Shit. Some would say exactly. Real, his real name is Denjamin. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, so when we're making a crossroads, a crossroads is like the challenge that faces us as a kingdom. So, Stuart, I'm going to say it's your turn to give us a crossroads. It, it was, okay. So the last uh, crossroads, it said, if we scuttle the ship, the journey home will be very slow but and dangerous by air, but better than on foot. So, yeah, and if you think about the situation... Yeah. We're now airborne. There's danger from the ground. There's danger from the weather. Like, we're pretty much in a bad situation. I want to say something like, if we ditch the water, we've not got a source of drinking water. So we're probably so, going to so, run into trouble very soon. So, so, but... so what we need to think of is, the question is then... Should we leave, drop the water supplies? It's a tricky one because we're, we're in the middle of nowhere in a flying swimming pool. <laughs> yeah, things are already pretty bad. Well, it's probably a collection of like the, the remnants of the, the dreadnought, isn't it? So, I mean, it could be something along the lines of which bits of the ship do we ditch so that we can actually get home. Yeah. Or how do we land? Yeah, because what you want is something around which people can create interesting consequences. I was going to say maybe after we empty the water out, we can't stop ourselves rising. And then we go to the moon. Yeah, we're, we're now flying too high. Or who are we going to have to put down and they're going to have to make their way back on their own? Oh, yeah, if we're getting too heavy. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. We've got to... um. No, that's too dark. I was going to say... Uh, we... Yeah, so the question becomes yes or no. So it needs to be, mm. do we do this? Will we do this? Yeah, I don't want to go too dark with, do we start throwing the wounded overboard? That's <laughs> I mean, too it's not so far. much that, it's the fact that both you and Forgotten, who you normally play, but are all about throwing bodies off things. It starts to make <laughs> it like it's really into throwing bodies off things. Yeah. It's a bit like if Ali did something with cannibalism. It yeah. starts to look... Uh, it starts to look like it comes up a bit too often. <laughs> Do we ditch the water? I feel like that's the only natural big decision we have to make now that could have ramifications either way, but it's just not that exciting. I think for it not to be an engineering problem, you need to assume that we've passed a step. And so it either needs to be based around how we've already ditched and we're making our way back. Yeah. Or that we've made our way back and we're trying to conclude something. Yeah. I think maybe... We found the 17th beleaguered on the ground, and it's like, do we... Do we prank them by throwing water at them? Do we help them? Do we stop for them, either to help or to 
rescue or whatever. Or we see the the seventh actually crashed on the ground. And like you say, it's like, do we rescue the survivors that we see are currently about to be overswarmed by enemies or do we float past them? Do we help? Mm, yeah, that works. Do we help the survivors? Yeah. That's an interesting choice. No, that's not a... Yeah, so maybe, yeah, as we fly, as we're floating past, like, again, side of a mountain, just because we're up in the air, we see half the hull of the um, the 17th. And do we stop to help or do we keep going? And they look like they're about to be overrun. I mean, bearing in mind our condition, I mean, is, how much of a choice is that? Well, I mean... Like, it's a moral choice. <laughs> yeah, we either stop and help and we can, you know, get out of a flying swimming pool, maybe tend to our wounded before the the attack comes. So I imagine they've kind of like, I imagine the prow of the ship and they've desperately like ripped off um, floorboards and stuff. And they've made like a barricade and now it's like they've got their backs to the mountain. They've made a kind of a little um, like mini castle that's about to be swarmed by the enemy yeah and yeah. our angle is such that if we time it right we can just land above them drop down and help or we can just or actually we can float on by and be like see you see suckers i think that's probably yeah you should have had an infinity pool dickheads snooze you lose chumps yeah they can just see, like, as as we glide overhead, they're like, there's a beach ball being pushed between people. Yeah! There's <laughs> pumping tunes. There's <laughs> <laughs> like an Ibiza party. So I don't remember who we started with last time, but I feel like this one might be a good place for Amos Space to start, seeing as he's probably the first person that's going to see what's going on. Okay, well, I suppose... This is taking place in the infinity pool. <laughs> um. <laughs> I, the way I see it, we have like an infinity pool and we have like a few bits of the old ship. We have the balloons, we have a bit of deck. So, yeah, so it's basically a, a portion of the, the top deck of which yeah. like the infinity pool is the most notable feature. So maybe the galleries are still like just about sort yeah, of I, I tacked think... onto the, 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 the side of the deck. So it's uh, sort of leaning a little bit. Yeah, I like the idea that maybe you have to, like, climb across a dangerous beam to actually, like, Amos's little reconnaissance pod is still there, but you have to now walk along a spar to get into it. Yeah, I think he's probably um, fired two grappling lines over to it so that you've yeah. got to shimmy across them like you have to do in Adventure Playgrounds. <laughs> That would actually be super scary if you're like a couple of thousand feet up. Yeah, and you've got like chlorinated water splashing in your face as you go. <laughs> I can't see. <laughs> ah, my eyes are burning. Okay, so I'll be there with uh, who have we got? I think probably like the the, the top dogs, the Jewess of Faith and the Jewess of War. Yeah. Um, Hercules. Garrick makes sense to be there as well. I'm just adjusting everyone's clothes because now we're in the pool. I've got to think pool party rather than fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think we'll... I mean, it makes sense that the engineer would be there too, to be honest. More so than Slippery Jim. <laughs> you don't have to have everyone there in every scene, so feel yeah, free. Yeah, but it's the first scene back, so everyone's going to be in it whether they like it or not. Tough times. Yeah. 
Yeah, but also Slippery Jim, you don't have to ask him to be there. He'll show up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he don't need no invites. He's a helpful guy. Yeah, so we will have um, Lilliput Swan, Amos Spades, obviously, uh, Devadaya, Hercules Garrick, and Adam Eaglank. So everybody's mains. Okay, cool. And that will be in the galleries, sort of looking down. And so Amos will be there. Um, and I, his big sort of contraptions have, uh, have mostly sort of fallen and been destroyed um, on the floor as, uh, as everything sort of was broken up. Um, so he's got like a little telescopic, um, like a telescope. Um, which he's sort of peering down uh, at the at the ground with. Um, so I can't remember what his accent was. Did he have one? Uh, I don't know. Probably not. But let's assume not. I don't. I don't think he did. Not like Jean Paul did. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I think I can see something off there over in the distance. Um, looks like some sort of encampment. Um, I can see the this smoke coming up uh, from it. Um, and they've cleared a little bit of space, but, uh, yeah, if I didn't know better, I'd say that's the banner of the 17th. Um, what do you say, Debediah? 17th? Is it the Black Fox? Um, looks like, you have a look through this. Um, and I'll give Debediah yeah, the, yeah, uh, the telescope. She kind of leans in, and then she just pauses for a moment and says, If you please, Master Garrick, I wish to retain the steel panels on my coat. And then looks back into the telescope yes that's the black fox that's the 17th what are they doing down there is that the remains of a carrier master swan you'd recognize this is is this an aerial troop carrier that's crashed is this what we're looking at here take a look lilliput ah puts the uh the spyglass up to his eye uh, it is thought i had more <laughs> than that but i don't <laughs> <laughs> bloody hell it's it's the 77,000A series. That's the insert <laughs> ship name here. Well, feel free to give it a ship name. Adam, you choose a ship name. <laughs> Bloody hell, that's the... Cheese dream. <laughs> <laughs> that's the cheesy dangler. <laughs> <laughs> What's that doing here? That's a good few miles from where it should be, I can tell you. And it is not meant to be on the floor like that. <laughs> it's neither cheesy nor dangling. He's going to he's gonna try and um, really zoom in the telescope, but he kind of breaks one of the lenses by mistake. So, uh, oh, uh, kind of squadges it. But like, I, I think that, that looks like a working engine at the back there. Oh, I don't Ooh. know. It could be. I can't tell. We need to get a little closer. So if you feel that might be a working engine, that could be something that could patch us up and get home. And because you're touchstone, people seeing that feel more hopeful that there's a way of getting home safer. Oh, but it does mean landing though, lads. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, Devadar says, thank you for your assessment. This uh, is very useful. More than welcome, boss. Master Garrick, do you see... Any sign of their lift equipment being recoverable? Well, there's, there's there's ropes and things all over the place. You'd have to do a hell of a lot of work on that before we went. Uh, I mean, we're pretty quick. We could we could sew up all those bits of balloons and things, but they're gonna get they're gonna get swamped any minute. Is that perspective? Is that if we stop to restore the balloons, they'll be overrun? Well, we could probably restore their balloons for sure, but I think we'd be. We'd end up in a battle. 
Okay. And I've just got a really big needle to fight with. <laughs> Needles to say. Just sew up, sew up the the mouths of all the baddies. So we have a crashed carrier. What do you see of the strategic position they're in? What do you make of it? Looks bad. Looks really bad. Yes, I'm seeing further down the valley. It looks like they have several more detachments approaching. I think so far they've been protected by their inaccessibility, haven't they? That's what it looks like to me. But if they're going to need to consolidate, I think if they're going to, if we're going to have a standard chance, we're going to need to get those people back to the the main bit that they fortified. I agree. I think we need to see more of this anyway. Master Garrick, with what you can to direct us, can you draw us closer to this crash site? Um, I, I well, I mean, we certainly could. I mean, we're fast up there. We could, um, we could try and take us further down, uh, adjust some of the balloons and things, make ourselves feel heavier, let a bit of air out. Make it so. I might be embroidering the truth. <laughs> <laughs> so what is it you, you needed, Debediah? I want you to keep this under close observation, record as much as you can. I mean, that would be a lot easier if uh, somebody hadn't just broken my telescope, naming no names. I'm going to cast a suspicious glance at uh, Enigma's character. (laughs) (laughs) No, there is a number of problems with that sentence. (laughs) (laughs) I will glance over at Garrick and then kind of glance back at uh, Joe Bukowski and be like... Spades. I can't sew lenses, mate. <laughs> Shake my head. Ugh. Who people, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Shake my head incredulously back at him. He's vexed. <laughs> yeah, people. <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. Oh. Here's what we should do: we should fly in and provide cover for people to fall back, and then land and try and get their engine attached to our infinity pool, and then rocket out of here. We could always try attaching our balloons to their old rig. That might work. Yeah, as you said that plan, I thought of that plan. Teamwork, teamwork, boss. Super best friends, high five. (laughs) (laughs) Master Swan, in the meantime, as the most mechanically adept of our crew, would you be so good as to repair Master Spade's optical device here. Aye, aye. I'm sure you can be counted on to manage the finesse required. Not an issue. Oh, that was anticlimactic. <laughs> yeah, sure, not an issue. Oops. I don't know what I thought the camera was going to do. I imagine it's going... You forgot the explosives. That's your problem. Yeah. Turns out I forgot cans don't do that. <laughs> the one thing you needed to remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think that's a scene. Do we have any reactions out of that? So a reaction after each scene, a player can re- narrate their what their main character thinks or does. Care react. Your reaction is a short monologue. To make a reaction, say where you are and what you see, think, or do. Instead of role-playing or going into any detail, summarise what happens. The camera pans round and you just see like a guy standing looking over the edges. Nick, some of the where, where the connections are coming down to the uh, rig. And as the camera gets closer, this person turns and smiles <laughs> over his shoulder. <laughs> and you can see just over him, he's got a little tiny fire and he's... <laughs> slowly cutting at one of the ropes 
<laughs> oh, and then someone comes past and he just, oh, nonchalantly leans back. <laughs> Loving the summer pool feeling. <gasps> then they go away and he, <laughs> and then as the camera backs away slowly, he gives another little look over his shoulder. <laughs> He's just in the corner laughing maniacally to himself. Amos sort of crawls his way up to the, the end of the galleries where um, he had a piece of equipment up there that was almost like a big sort of glitter cannon <laughs> um, that would that could be sort of charged with a like a, a sort of compound that would just blight vegetation and sort of strip um leaves and foliage in a sort of small area when deployed um and so he starts sort of cranking that around um so that uh, he can fire it from above just before they land at a particular line and get a bit of a better sight of sort of visibility through the area that he blights right okay yeah so he's got like his weed killer guns. Yeah, that sort of thing. Okay, cool. So I think the next character to own a scene here is Lilliput Swan. Okay, so I had originally had an idea in mind for the scene for Lilliput Swan, um, but it wasn't super relevant to the current situation. So might keep it in keeping with the situation, or it might be something that needs to be discussed. Yeah, so what's your deal? We've just had all the majors, so let's try and throw some minors in. So we've got... Uh, we're going to do the Sky Singer, because she's not been in for a while. Hello. Um, I'll do Lilliput, because uh, it was the scene I imagined. Yeah, it's your, it's, your, it's your major character, so you have to be your main oh, okay. character for it. I think we'll probably need the, the Balloon Monkey, and I mean... He's <laughs> just shot, throw Jean Paul in so he can get some airtime and incriminate <laughs> <You> himself. <laughs> like you don't have to have everyone in it. You don't have to have everyone everyone's alts in it. So I'm quite happy to sit this out. So after fixing the telescope, off the starboard bow, looking through. Oh my god. Sky whales! <laughs> and you can see a pod of 20 sky whales are just they're kind of, they're just swimming through the air, chatting to each other. They haven't even seen us. They're coming straight for us. And we're dressed as sky plankton. <laughs> and they look like they're at ramming speed. I think I'm just going to blubber. Get that sky singer down here right now. Would you like me to, um, would you like me to interrupt your haircut? Uh, ah, Jean-Paul. <laughs> Yes, if you would, a little more off the top, and then go and get that woman, quick! <laughs> Just the top? This is going to look strange. Just the you top. You're an honourable man. Uh, you're an honourable yeah, man, Jean-Paul. I would never have a bad word said against you. Sit still, don't move. I will be straight back. Whale singer! You are needed. Okay, yeah, vocal comes comes running. Does anyone else see those? <laughs> right, listen. I'm glad you're here. We got a situation. Need to put some look over in. there. I'm just going to look in the way she was just pointing. Tell me what you see. <laughs> looks like a shoal of sky whales. You're damn right, it's sky whales. And what are we going to do about it? Normally, I I would I'd sing at them, but uh, but I don't have the. Uh, I need uh, I need something to amplify my voice. Listen, 
we got about 10 minutes until we crash into those things or into the ground or into the mountain. So let's do something quick. Well, we, I need to fashion something to, to, so I could sing at them. Right, you two point into uh, Jean-Paul. You tell me? What? What is Enigma's name? <laughs> Hercules Garrick. Hercules, yeah. Right, we need a super speaker megaphone. Ideas. Mm, well, I could, um, I could shave an image of a, a sky whale into, perhaps into the sides uh, or the beard. I like it. Stop talking. Get doing. Hercules, what's your idea? Uh, I'm thinking we need to find uh, the uh, the skins that we used to make the balloons. I can I can sew you up a slightly wobbly uh, speaker cone for a little while. It's a little bit wobbly. You might have to have people holding it open like that on the end. Vocal, is that going to work for you? That could work. Right, you two get on that. Pronto. It does mean lo losing a bit of balloon, but we could, we, we're fine with that. Looks like we're going down anyway, so I don't think we're going to we need We were going them. down anyway. So is that perspective, Garrick? Yes. We're going down anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, if we build the speaker cone... We are going to lose altitude, for sure. Okay, but that's all secondary to the actually, do we help the survivors? So that's okay. Yeah. We, that's just the thing that will happen. Cool. It's that or crash into some whales, so I suspect we should probably make a cone. <laughs> cone of shame. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Ooh. So, is that the scene then? Yeah. Oh, there we go. Uh, the, I have done the, the whale with its uh, mouth open. Um, I have all my cutting equipment here. If anybody else might need the trim, this would be a great time for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do we have any main character reactions? I think as you start cutting things down, firstly, the crew are clearly worried about these whales, much more concerned about that than they are about what's going on in the ground, because... Obviously, that's a touchstone. And also, we have people rushing around. I think Devadaya is focused on what's happening on the ground and not paying attention to this. I think um, once it becomes obvious that the ship is descending, I think Adam's going to start getting what line slingers we have ready for battle. Okay, cool. That might nice. be the next scene, to be honest. But... Well... We can't start a battle until we end the crossroad, mm. but it is Adam's scene now. Uh, okay. Do you have to have everyone before you can end the crossroad, or could Adam just say, okay, we've ended the crossroad, now fight? You have to have done a scene each in the crossroad, so that's like a round. Right, okay. Because at the end of it is when we make the yes or no decision. So these scenes are about setting up how the crew feels and setting up what the consequences will be. Right, gotcha. So, Adam, who's in your scene? Uh, Sergeant Borum. Yep. And Slippery Jim. Ah, oh, the old, <laughs> the old team's back together. The old slipper. I want to get Doctor Mangles in the scene as well, but Doctor Mangles might be there to report on how many of the injured are actually in potentially fighting form, maybe. Yeah, that's yeah. the kind of thing I was thinking. Yeah. And how much space? Oh, we haven't even got a surgery anymore, so I. I've got no equipment except the scalpel I keep in my pocket. Yeah, we're kind of the we're the established as the grounds team anyway. It was us four. Yeah. Okay. So where are we? Uh, wherever the 
triage is, I suppose. I feel like maybe the triage is at the back, just behind the edge of the infinity pool. Yeah. In the area that was originally designed to be a bar, and there's kind of a bit of cover there, maybe. All right. So, yeah, Adam comes uh, sort of marching up, you know, one hand on, on his hip where the where his revolver is, and goes up to Sergeant Borum. Uh, says, Sergeant... Uh, yes, sir. We're going to be passing over some heavy fighting. Do we have sharpshooters here? Do we have, like, are there people that can that are ready for battle? Can we get ready for battle? Yeah, I'm, a lot of the uh, long arms, unfortunately, have gone missing between the battle on the ground and when we scuttled the ship. But I think we have a few... We have a few good shooters here, so we'll get them together, build a squad up. What do you need us for? What What do you see happening, sir? 17th, a pin down on this mountainside. Our boys. We're going to pass over them. Pass over? I, I thought you should know. <laughs> we got to stop, sir. We got to stop and help them, sir. Well, we're in dire straits as it is. Those are my boys. We can't leave them. Yeah, but what can we do to help them down there? We've only got a few people left as it is. We've got to get them home. Oh, wait, surely he'd be trying to trick you into landing. No, he's right, <laughs> actually. In hindsight. She's right. Um, I'm I'm slipping into just generic voice of uh, <laughs> Lilliput Swan. See, I'm all over the shop. Oh, no, that's Tony Harrison again. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Mangles, Dr. Mangles, like if if we were to land, like, would you be able to take more wounded on board or? We have this little corner and this cute little coconut hut where people normally drink their cocktails. Oh, the tiki bar, yes. (laughs) But we only have a little bit of equipment, what we would carry in our pockets. I have many knives. Jean-Paul hands me like a coconut with (laughs) (laughs) a margarita. Yeah, Yeah, it's good. Okay, not now, though. Not now, yeah. (laughs) Just to help you think. Sorry, I was distracted by the coconut. Uh, We can take people on or not? We can take people on, but if we have too many, we are going to end up uh, unable to carry on. And I... You know, it depends. How many injured are we going to have? This place will be swimming in blood. Blood and chlorine. In more blood. A lot of blood. But Doctor, that's the 17th motto. Blood and chlorine. Blood and chlorine. We wanted blood and glory, but someone else had got that, so (laughs) we had to go for the next closest sound. Well, you guys are always cleaning up. (laughs) That's what we're famous for. We take them to the cleaners, the black foxes. Right. Jim. Yep. James. Yeah. Jimothy. Do, what, what equipment do we have? <laughs> are we, yeah, like, is there, are there long range rifles? Are there, what have we got? You're the, you're the gun engineer, the service yeah. engineer. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. All good. All, All good. good. Glad to hear it. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go tell the Juris of War then. Alrighty. That, that we have the equipment. We've got to help them, sir. We gotta help him. Known to boiled nation meant, sir, but yeah. you gotta help him. We gotta land. Adam's sort of in the doorway of the tiki hut bar. <laughs> just, <laughs> he's he's obviously sort of torn. He's just like he what like wants to turn and, and say that we'll we'll definitely land and help them, but he's like, I don't know. It's gonna be a blood swing bath. So I think that's a good scene. Do we have any reactions there? I think that in Hercules' case, they're aware of how much danger there's gonna be. And has done yeah. some work. It's, it's going to make for a tricky scene. 
but has done some work in the surgery and uh, so is aware of the kind of problems you might get with trying to take on so many wounded. So is that if yes, taking on the wounded will impede our progress? Yes, and also make for a very unpleasant journey. Like worse than that train that goes to London. I don't like it. Snowpiercer. <laughs> it's, it's, it, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of the one that goes from Swansea to London, about the same in the winter. Yeah, the Great, the great Western. Yeah. Rainpiercer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, the next scene is going to be Hercules Garrick. Oh, God. So who do you want to have? I think probably then uh, Hercules Garrick is up in the balloons with Vocal and uh, who else would be up in the balloons? Anyone else up in the balloons? Oh, Amos. Amos, okay. Because we're we're trying to look at the situation as it is as well as trying to deal with a pod of whales, sew up a big speaky cone. Yeah, okay. And probably Slippery Jim's just hiding, listening in. Yes. I I know he doesn't like... (laughs) Did he not go down to the ground, though? No, no one's gone to the ground yet, because that would involve having helped the survivors. Hmm. Where are we currently, sorry? In the Up air. in the balloons, trying to get a overview of both the sky whale and ground situation. Nice. Yeah, Slippery Jim will be there. He's a helpful guy. He's offered to help. He'll come up and tie some balloons. Oh, I just assumed he was hiding in the balloons, because, like, Slippery Jim's just hiding wherever anyone is. He's just <laughs> there, in the background. <laughs> He's, a, he's actually the cameraman. He's there behind the camera. And it zooms he's out, rolling. there's another camera somehow, and then he looks over his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> looks over his shoulder with a I'll never tell face. <laughs> you are the fourth wall breaker. Mm. All right, so, um, yeah, we're up in the balloons. I'm probably just doing a little bounce between balloons. Sewing together the last of the um, cone and hand it to Cal. Thank you. I'm hoping you're going to do a performance. (laughs) That sounds a lot different than I thought Whale Song sounded like. (laughs) Just tuning up. Uh... (laughs) Right, so what's the plan? There's a pod of whales there. There's some survivors down there. Which one should we shoot the cannon at? (laughs) That wasn't... I don't think that was the plan. Just throwing it out there. Sounds like a good idea for me. Ducks behind a balloon. <laughs> yeah, J- Jim said he'd uh, sort the cannon out for me, so uh, we just need to tell him we're to. That was someone else. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, it was somebody else, not Jim. It was Tim. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Slopery Tim did that. <laughs> Slopey Tim. <laughs> Slopey Tim, yeah. Slopey Tim. <laughs> so go on then, blast these whales. Uh, okay, vocal starts to sing at the whales. What do the whales do in response? I oh, know, actually, I'm not in the scene. I'll play the whales. <laughs> <laughs> they need to sound very Welsh. The whales start calling back. They become more vocal. They've definitely noticed you. I feel like maybe they sound a bit like a theremin as well. So it's kind of like... Type sound. So, yes, these whales sort of do respond. You see them changing course maybe a little towards you so vocals sends out the you know warning battle happening signal yeah and so the whales then kind of 
start scattering upwards towards a nearby cloud. Okay. And it looks like they're probably going to avoid this area for now. The warning has worked so far. And is that where the scene plays out, or is there more going on? I think the other parts of that was, that's why we had Amos there, as I thought he was a bit of a reconnaissance guy, so maybe he'd get a, a, a better look, especially now the big fat whales are out of the way. Hey. <laughs> Spit sizes. You assumed that fat was negative. I think he's looking at the whales. Yep, the whales have gone upwards <sighs> into a cloud. I didn't expect you to look in that direction. I think we're going to be safe from impacting with whales. The only thing we're likely to impact with is that big tree that's rapidly approaching. So <laughs> everything should be fine from here on in. We whales. <laughs> Trees are generally good for you, aren't they? <laughs> By the way, we're going to hit a tree. <laughs> <laughs> End scene! <laughs> <laughs> so, the last scene here belongs to Debediah. I think it begins as we kind of scurf over the top of this tree on this ridge. Like, you can't scrape over and there's a bit of a swoosh as some water is knocked from the infinity pool. No! My water! <laughs> Consequently, we rise up a little and then uh, we're carrying on towards this. And she's just standing at the front with a telescope looking down at this crashed carrier and the battle that's happening below when Adam comes over. And when he shows up, she says, I just can't see the way round it, Adam. I can see a hundred strategies that might have different outcomes, but none of them work well for us. What do you feel? Conflicted, as always. But what does your heart tell you is the right answer? The gunslinger's oath says we cannot leave someone behind. And yet, if we do land to retrieve them, we find ourselves in a terrible fight. We'll lose half the people here, half, half our surviving forces, before we can rescue anyone. And I have relinquished power. I am now perspective. If yes, we will lose half our forces. What? And I am no longer power, which means that Adam will have to carry the whole weight of this decision. Brilliant. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Like, how is this a formative moment in Adam's career? Maybe it's because <laughs> this is when he had to face the hard realities of command. Tune in next week. Will Adam kill half his men? Only <laughs> next Thursday, 9pm. That was, no, it's not killing up. Don't think of it like that. That's not, not to sway your decision. Damn it. <laughs> she says, and yet, if we do not, if we were to leave them, there are many people we will need for the struggle down there. 17th are a significant part of our forces, and their engineers are working. If we leave them, all of ours will survive, but all of theirs will be lost. The mathematics there is impossible. I can't see a way to make this choice. There are many conditions. You can't see all ends. You're correct, of course, Juris. But I need you to help me here. I cannot see a way through this. And scene. I will mark crossroads and crisis. So we are at the end of the crossroads, but the kingdom, in Debediah's opinion, is headed for destruction. So at the end of the crossroads i think in no um we should also say if no 
all, pretty much all of them are going to die. Yeah. I think we've said that in not as many words enough times. That is going to, yeah. Um, yeah. So we've seen an aerial troop transport containing the survivors of the 17th who are pinned down. As we approach, it is down to power to decide, do we help them or do we pass on and make our own way to safety, which is more or less assured if we don't. What's the choice, Power? Mm. How does What order does Adam give? This is interesting because I was just... I, I remembered the first item of the Gunslinger's Oath, which is never leave a comrade behind. Yeah. But, but item number three is always assist anyone in distress if it's within my power to do so. But is it more interesting if like that came about as a result of this incident? <laughs> that, he was, that he was like... I had to make this impossible choice and I'd never want to have to make that again. So I'll always have to do the other thing. Do you guys make your oaths or is it like the Bible equivalent? Like you follow these oaths or is it personal oaths then? What's a good question? Yeah, because they're bound by the oath master. Yeah. So... In ter- in games terms, like in Dungeon World, like you, you pick items off a list, which is your oath. Um, so I guess they could all be different. But I mean, would your oath exist now or after this? Would you be able to go to your boss guy and go, guys, can I write a new oath in, please? It's run away whenever you can. Yeah. (laughs) I think that it makes sense that you would add to your oaths over time and over experience. From a list. Not necessarily from a list, but from like you would then discuss them with the oath master and kind of build a new oath as you learned and developed. So you're like, I'm coming to understand this, Oathmaster. And then you'd have like a conversation where you developed that into something that you could swear to under this proud lineage of the gunslingers. I was also thinking about it as in like holy text. Holy text, Batman. Terms, like not a holy text, but like you'd have some writing or teaching that whatever spoke to you most became your oath. So if it was like, always respond when someone weaker is being attacked, if there was a chapter about doing that, if you kind of felt in your heart like that oath is what you were going to stand for, then you would go, okay, you're not picking and choosing, but you sort of are like, whatever you feel most compelled to do. You're choosing your path. I like the idea that maybe that book is like the history of every member yes. of the Order's oaths. That's quite cool. They're all recorded Ooh. as they take them. And so when you train, you learn about the past oaths of the, uh, yeah, that's of the previous cool. generations. Because I like the idea that it's kind of got that heritage and it's almost like it's almost like case law as well. It's, like... Like, it's almost like <laughs> yeah. a book of short stories where you basically hear about the heroes of Gunslinger past... Yeah. And like each one is like a fable. One will be like the old man and the soup. And it's about yeah. how one of the gunslingers didn't feed this old man and then blah, blah, blah. Or like the fire that was never put out. And they've all got a meaning behind them, but it's they're told as heroes from old gunslinger days. Yeah, yeah. And also like some maybe some of the vows come with your gun. Also, Pete, mm. I, I'm going to stop talking. You talk now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is cool, Ben. I agree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, me and Stu just world building about Pete's character. But anyway. That was also a very cool idea, what you just said then. that was very, I like that. Oaths around guns as well. Yeah, because you inherit a, a gun of someone else's, I think. That's cool. Yeah. 
Ooh, <laughs> are they yeah. all arranged in bullet points? <laughs> yeah, they are, because they're meant to be like ancient weapons that get passed down. Yeah. So maybe each each hero that's had the gun has added their new, and that could be a way of Adam adding his new oath to yeah. the history of oaths of the owners of the guns. Of insight, yeah. Yeah. The oaths of insight. Oh, yeah, I mean, that, you've got a lot of cool options phrase. there, Pete. Come on, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, it's down to you. What order does Adam give? Obviously, it's a very tough decision, and I want you all to take that into account. <laughs> Are we allowed to say like helpful ways we would not how we would choose but helpful things to take into consideration i mean we are all known as helpful people no that's done now it is power's time yeah yeah if adam had an extra scene he could have a scene go into some other characters to like to discuss it but he hasn't so uh it's just on him (laughs) so tough shit fella (laughs) time's up for that one (laughs) you're on your own dickhead (laughs) well i've i've reviewed it and I think the order would be to land and help yeah. 17th. And I think that's because Adam would add, I think it's in Adam's nature to try and help people. Yeah. Uh, and I think if I did it the other way around, I wouldn't, I don't think that would be a very Adam like decision. But no. yeah. So can I just add that the crew are pretty happy about that decision? You've just won the crew over 100%. The crew agree with it. Yeah. But perspective also has to show the consequences. So it is a huge battle to like hold the position while people and equipment can be evacuated. We lose half the forces. A lot of them were injured anyway, though. It wasn't really a fault. I, there are people who are injured. We lose a lot of people. Sergeant Borum is severely injured. She's carried back on on a stretcher for sure. But we are able to also recover some of their equipment. And so we leave with half the numbers we had, but maybe about half of the 17th surviving, though many wounded. As Garrick kind of gets the balloons reinflated, gets enough lift, maybe you've also been able to get some more canisters of hydrogen from their equipment so you can run a few more balloons. And so, Yeah, some of their balloons... Because not all of them were completely damaged. Wasn't There was like an engine as well that we could salvage, yeah. is that right? I imagined us basically ripping the the yeah. aeronautical rig off our thing and basically just all hands on deck, just clipping it in, hitting the uh, engine with a hammer. So it, Jean-Paul's getting the sauna. Yeah, bringing bucket, we're bucket and paling over the warm water into the new sauna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so we're shifting over to this like crashed carrier and kind of just getting it off the ground and into the air. Like the like when we finally get the engine working, it basically is just like a missile now. It's just one engine that thrusts us off the side of the mountain at great speed. So it was sort of like a running battle of like us getting from our ship with the stuff that we needed to the other ship. Yeah. And getting it up and running, like all the balloons coming across. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Like> people <laughs> <laughs> with the balloons yeah and like the last few people who are dragging it up are actually literally hanging off ropes and then like trying to clamber up them and yeah, like yeah. most of them make it a few are shot down on the way up as you leave the flank of the hill someone just slap into the side of the hill there's actually one guy that's so scared he doesn't let go of the balloon as it just gets and we just see it 
disappearing <laughs> off into the distance and into the sky. And he's just holding there. He's too scared to let go. Brutal. And he's just screaming, help me, Adam, help me. <laughs> he's not, that, he's not. He's that, not. That, that's the end of Oily Tim. <laughs> I was going to say, Oily Tim. Oily Tim. He just keeps slipping down. He's like, no, please. Why are my hands so oily? Please. <laughs> And so that brings us to the end of our crossroads. So on this journey, let's have a little montage. What is Garrick doing on the balloons? Once the balloons are up and all sewn, that's going to be most of it bouncing between them, trying to keep the thing in the air. Um, I think it's going down to help with some of the injured to start, you know, carrying on the sewing to the humans after sewing the balloons. And she's working with Dr. Mangles, who is doing a mixture of kind of, you know, patching things up and sewing, but also welding on bits of metal. Right, yeah. Because we forgot for a while that this was steampunk. And so basically, like, <laughs> she's just like, you know, getting some cogs for the sides of everyone's heads. And things. But yeah, there's, there's, there's kind of extra bits on there, you know. Um, some people are already cyborg. Others, well, it's a new life for them. <laughs> a life in inverted commas. I was going to say, like, using her blowtorch to um, cauterise wounds. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a welding mask on, and I'm just like... <laughs> 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 There's, like, sparks coming off, just all these different humans. <laughs> what is Amos Spades doing? I think he's probably trying to sort of wire up some kind of rudimentary communication system between the various decks using tin cans and string or something akin to that. Nice. Yeah, like not as good as the between deck communication like phones that we had before, but at least it's a good attempt. Yeah, I think we just had pipes that you shouted in before. Um, but, you know, the, uh, the structure of this ship doesn't really lend itself to it. So, uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's something slightly different. So, yeah, I think he's doing something relatively sort of technical. Yeah, and also technical, we have Lilliput Swan. I was busy thinking about what um, Slippery Jim did instead. Give me Slippery Jim. I kind of had quite a cool scene for Slippery Jim. So it was basically like we've got all the people on board and he's been like wondering whether or not and he's, and he's seen his chance and he called Adam and he's like, Adam, Adam, look, I've... And he's like, look over the side. And as Adam's looking over the side, and uh, as everyone else, and he just kind of, his shoulders rip and these huge spines come out. And it's like <laughs> these huge wings unfurl as he reveals himself to be actually a big chaos beast. And he's like, Adam, it was me all along. And Adam's kind of like, I know. And just out of the corner of like where the left pocket is, because he's kind of got insight, just tucked inside Ren, just goes click and just blows Slippery Jim's head off. <laughs> and he just goes tumbling over the side. He doesn't even look. He's just like, yeah, I know. Boom! Did not see that coming. And then in. just slips it into his holster and walks along. Where are we with the provisions, so-and-so? <laughs> That's how Slippery Jim ends. He was a chaos beast all along. Adam knew. He's not. Well, see, that, that's like the true memory slipping through of actually what he got to do. <laughs> yeah, like. so during the fight, we lost half our forces. We had two jurists on the ship. We lost half the jurists. I think maybe as the carrier's leaving, in that fighting, Devadiah Moonhawk is shot down and her last act is to hand Adam the gun justice. Oh. And say, 
take this back to the oath master find someone new to take it and so what does how does adam pilot his command home uh well he'll do a, a, a tour of the wounded like squeeze uh, sergeant borum's hand yeah his heart yeah so so she's half conscious and she's lost most of her left leg and her soldiering days are done for sure and she's far from the worst of the injuries here yeah just yeah he just tries to sort of soak up the atmosphere, the sort of the feeling of the room, like just like he's just trying to feel like the weight of his decision, yeah, and really like burn it into his memory, like this, you know, this day, this desperate mission and desperate trek home, everything he's seen, and yeah, and uh, and the two revolvers in his hands, and just the weight of them, yeah, the, the second one feels ridiculously heavy. It's just like, is this? Is this how Isolde feels all the time? I miss my dog. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe the closing thing, we see them carve lower to the ground below the monastery. And you see stretcher bearers coming out to carry the wounded into Al Nakanik, and we just see this dog running out, barking, tail going crazy to to like uh, like bounding at Adam. And there has been a high cost, but the mission was a success. And those who took part, in the end, they reformed the 17th as a single unit. The 9th and the 17th are amalgamated. And it's all like, there are medals handed out, but everybody lost people there. And it was a formative battle in that war. But we leave it with Adam playing with this dog. (laughs) He's pleased to see his dog, and I guess he just feels that, like, obviously what he wants to do is, like, apologise to people and to, like, to, you know, but he's, you know, he's stepped above that now. He's stepped, he stepped into a different kind of area of responsibility, like, and so he has to to not show that he has to stand by his decision no, i think that that's really interesting so you know he, he he'll just be quite stoic in front of everybody last time then where did we finish up we were flying away uh, we in a flying away about in an pool. infinity pool infinity <laughs> mm-hmm. with a few balloons left yeah like <laughs> yeah. so that all of those like locations that we made last time like all of the locations we can set scenes they've all been destroyed <laughs> <laughs> they have all been except the pool except oh, the yeah. infinity pool which wasn't even, even one of the locations which wasn't one of the were we supposed to make up new locations in between? Uh, I'm no, quite we, sure we can uh, wing it. The locations still exist. They're just scattered all around the floor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and a lot of them are on fire. Cut to the hull of the ship. The engine sits <laughs> in the side of the mountain. <laughs> right, oh, okay. <laughs>
What's happening here? A few rats scurry back and forth. You're like, oh, okay, I'll play rat one. <laughs> rat one. You always want to be rat one. Always want to be rat one. Yeah, so I will say, after we last recorded, um, I hung out a bit with Ben Robbins after the show. We had some drinks. <gasps> and so next morning when I woke up, I had completely lost my voice. <laughs> 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 I wouldn't be entirely surprised if that happened again. Um, so you can actually see you can actually see the telescope behind Gwyn. He's, he's really uh, yeah. going overboard. Well, I'm going to reach. I'm going to reach behind Gwyn. Uh, <laughs> so, Master Garrick. Oh, that means you. Hold on a minute. She's uh, she's looking at one of her little technological devices. I was just checking I know my because needles. I too were doing the same thing. <laughs> I was really annoyed that I couldn't make the red alert thing happen on my um my <laughs> on your light. <laughs> I can do that now. There you go. Um, now it's a red alert. <laughs> really works in a podcast. No, oh, I've got a very important delivery arriving. A, a solid end to the scene from Ali there, real good. <laughs> yeah. It's just reaction, so like, yeah. yeah, you just didn't see that coming. So. Yeah, that's a I, I wasn't ready for it. Basically, so Lilliput's got everyone over into the corner. So he's got, the again, all the big names, all the big hitters, all the important people. And he's going to, and he sidles over and he's like, you gather up, gather up. So, uh, everybody here? Yep. Yes. Yes, all here. What, good. what concerns can... you, Master? One. Listen. Is it your collar? Because it really isn't looking good. There's one word for you. Saboteur. I think there's someone on the ship, and I think I know who it is. Listen. Who's the one person that has the ear of everyone on the ship? We all, like, listen intently to him. <laughs> <laughs> and who only has one wooden clog? Who's been offering services to get close to people? Who's got the most valuable commodity on this ship? Are you implying Jean-Paul? He just kind of nods, just subtly. I think it's him. Saboteur in our midst. This is a serious accusation. Look at where we find ourselves. Mm, interesting. Didn't we do this to ourselves on purpose, though? Yes, it, it was an order rather than sabotage. Oh, I suppose that bit. Listen, all y'all, this I is mean, not I guess sabotage. it's still possible. <laughs> <laughs> it's still possible, but I, I feel like maybe we've out outstripped him. Damn it, yeah. Now, I've, uh, now I'm thinking, actually, I feel a bit foolish. You're right, I've forgotten this was an order. I felt like I had more evidence, but... You know what? I could have been acting on stuff that I didn't even know happened. What's your What's your evidence? What's your evidence, my friend? Now you question me. I'm questioning myself, quite frankly. <laughs> I think whoever brought up these heinous accusations <laughs> should, quite frankly, take them back. Like, my accent has changed so much now from what it was. I I might be a different character. Lilliput Swan walks over. What's going on here then? <laughs> yeah, I did have evidence, but now in hindsight, I've forgotten most of it. <laughs> You'd be awful as Poirot. Yeah. Everyone into the into the yeah. lobby. 
<laughs> ah, but the murder is... I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> just going to get a... Uh, no, right, I remember. Fa- Think about later. it. I got that note under my door telling me to apply full pressure, full throttle and the brakes. And then when I sent a message up to you, you didn't know what it was. Where's the 7th Legion? The 17th. No, the 7th. You didn't... They, oh, they were never part of this. You didn't know they were missing as well. <laughs> oh, no. This is worse than we feared. We only had the night of the 17th on this, this mission. This happening. This is the worst. This is the worst situation we could have imagined, quite frankly. <laughs> there is intel all over the place right now. <laughs> I don't know if we want to stick with this or just start again, quite frankly. <laughs> No, I think... (laughs) Is the hole too deep or do we just keep on digging is my question. (laughs) No, we must take this seriously because the truth is, Master Swan, that true or not, this belief that we are subject to sabotage is rife in the crew. It it is. The people are absolutely convinced that we are endangered. I mean... By sabotage and by saboteurs. Yeah. Look at where we find ourselves. Again, part of the plan, sure, but it's not a great situation, is it? <laughs> we are... <laughs> you suggested the plan. We are hanging by a thread. Actually, some really good ropes. <laughs> Just bringing that up. Yes, I do not intend to impugn your good work, Thank Master you. Garrick. There are a lot of threads, though. Yes, most ropes, when it comes down to it, can be thought of as many threads combined, perhaps. But that would still be more than one thread. I'm afraid not. I'm losing the track of my argument Like here. the soldiers in an infinity pool. I hear you. We're stronger together. Those <laughs> that bathe together su- survive Save together. together. <laughs> so we must take this seriously. Absolutely. Have you seen evidence of sabotage, Master Garrick? Well, it's not something that's been obvious, but it was a curious decision, wasn't it? I mean... How did they come to that quite dramatic conclusion that we should scuttle a ship? I came to that conclusion because... I mean, they're right here. You could just ask them. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, no, there hasn't been any evidence of sabotage, is there? Like, like, what what has been sabotaged? Ourselves. Listen. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, the ship is broken and someone needs to take responsibility. I mean, yes, these guys have... (laughs) Okay, good. That's the people that gave the order to break it. Right, but what's the last thing they did before they got that order? Adam? What? Where were you and I? Where did we go? Hmm? Hmm? Answer me that. What, down down to the fortress? Huh? No, no, before that. Before we scuttled the ship. What did we have? A lovely couple's massage. A, mas- a massage, yeah. For the and he's discount. not just massaging your body, he's massaging your mind. Think about it. It all doesn't add up. You're correct. It does not add up at all. I think you're really pushing this poor, <laughs> poor Jean Paul. I feel like we should just reset, start this whole scene <laughs> again. Yeah. I definitely had a legitimate way of trying to flame, frame Jean Paul, but in hindsight, I'm like, I do think I did all my sabotaging quite secretly, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a real. Patron credit here. Patron, patron <laughs> benefits. This, this is some. This is some after credits bullshit. Well, here's the thing though. We <laughs> could episode. we could recut. We could recut that scene. 
Yeah. <laughs> we could replay this because I think it's got very confusing. But <laughs> really also, has. but it's quite intriguing. Like, because you're touchstone, whatever you feel is what the crew <laughs> feels. So if you're paranoid about if you're paranoid about uh, pa- sabotage, then, then everyone is paranoid about sabotage, and that then it becomes a real problem. To be fair, Slippery Jim has been going around sowing dissent as previously established. I'm not going to sowing. How dare you? Oh, okay. He's been. No, he's no, been sowing the other time. Yeah. When, when you sleep, he picks up the sewing. <laughs> and just unpicks it. That's why it's always not the sewing. it. Yeah. Um, yeah so it's your call. Cool. Happy either way. Um, I, I think well, it was didn't... a really good scene until you've forgotten that we're like this because we did it quite deliberately. <laughs> <laughs> and then at that point, it kind of fell apart. Yeah, it did. <laughs> it's going really and well. The, the only things I remember that are sabotage are listening to other people's interactions with Slippery Jim. <laughs> it has the, the feel of somebody has stolen the beach towels off the deck of the Titanic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. It might be worth... Uh, okay. So, any other reactions? No, I wasn't listening properly. <laughs> no. okay. We are playing our own game today, and we've really, we've really brought We're really our it. best. I thought yeah. I had the scene off, so uh, I zoned out. <laughs> um, that. If you had a podcast about whales and called it Pod of Whales, that'd be really cool. That would be very good. Would it? I don't. Yes. Uh, okay, vocal starts to sing at the whales. What do the whales do in response? Give them a blast of what's up. <laughs> and I say, hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> New references to theremin in this podcast. We should start getting some sweet promotion deals soon. <laughs> oh, sweet From the theremin profit. Sweet the theremin, theremin corporation. <laughs> um, we could do. We could have a T-shirt that said. Theremin, I'd rather be listening to CDS. <laughs> <laughs> That's theremin, theremin, I hardly knew him. <laughs> theremin, more like throw him in this infinity pool. <laughs> that is going to sell well. Yeah, the Infinity Pool Corporation are also going to sponsor us. Or, it's a theremin, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, so with a TH... We could do like an album. Oh, it's basically, I was just going to do like therapy question mark, but with theremin question mark. <laughs> Couldn't find a way to turn that into a joke, really. So just thought I'd say what I was thinking. I can Photoshop it later. That might work. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. it's a visual thing. <laughs> and also, probably the moment's passed. I'm not that quick at Photoshop. Oh, and instead okay. of Diane, it's um, Deda Deda Dyer. Isn't even therapy's famous song? <laughs> Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, um, it is. That's the super famous therapy song. Diane. It was, it was probably their biggest hit, but it's a Husker Du song originally. But also, for no. my mind, surely, their like hit, with wow. the face like this, she won't break any yeah. hearts. That was yeah. that anyway, way bigger. We are not in the. Let's get this scene back. Let's get back to the scene. We're not a therapy discussion podcast, guys. <laughs> <laughs> or a therapy That's discussion. The yeah. <laughs> oh, why have we did the Theremin version of the Theremin song? Thera. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but today we're talking about theropods. Um, 
I so, need it to run out. Thread? Oh no. There it is. Can you think of any <laughs> no, other material that you cook twice? Like biscuits. Apart from toast. Because like Chips. you bake yeah. the bread and then you also cook the cook it again to make toast. Yeah, so you don't need you to cook, cook the chips to make chips, first of all, do you? Right. If you, you think just have a potato, you, you cook them the chips. Three cooked chips. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> but you don't have uh, to triple cook chips, but you do have no, to double can't. cook toast. But biscuits yeah, yeah, means twice cooked. So, and mm. you don't always cook them twice. Oh, by skit. Oh, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, good. it's so clear now. <laughs> um. Okay, anyway, what that I noticed there cookie. is we've Sorry. gone on to uh, being a podcast about things you cook twice. <laughs> again, not the scene we were playing. Sometimes yeah, I cook know. and then I microwave it again later. That's but like Coming to twice. the end of season four, you know, we're thinking about future projects. <laughs> <laughs> I, think we've, I think we've found gold. So, um, and she's just standing at the front with... Some toast, thinking <laughs> with a telescope <laughs> looking down. We lost half the jurors. Adam, I can't believe what happened to you. Lost. New character, and he's died yeah. like <laughs> on screen. Yeah, before so, everything even happened. Turns out Slippery Jim didn't get shot. He <laughs> ate Adam. <laughs> Adam is Slippery Jim. Yeah. yeah. Actually, it. Slippery Jim, Chaos yeah. Beast. Um, Rather than so, it was me all along, I was you all along. What? This is a weird dream. I don't believe it. 